0: Hello
1: and welcome to the Second to None podcast. This is Blaine Gilmer with my co-host Tavares King and we are coming to you on the 365 Sports YouTube channel and of course we're a Believe Podcast Network show the show on the Believe Podcast Network that brings you everything and all things SEC football related. And uh, Tavares, we're coming off another unveiling of the college football rankings. You, you, you're you representing the CFP there this morning. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, uh, Tavares got his college football playoff shirt on. Uh, no no big real change. Still got uh, two SEC teams leading the way there, Tavares, with Georgia and Alabama at one and two.
0: Yeah, uh, nothing. Nothing too much has changed since last week. Obviously, Georgia out front, leading the way. Alabama is still hanging on to that two spot, um, and then everybody else is where they are. Um, but yeah, man, it's a uh, it's an exciting time. We coming to a close. I had to bring this thing out this morning because it's about that time.
1: It is. It's. It's. it's uh... You know, coming to the stretch run here, you know, football in November is where a lot of people are defined, right? You've oh, yeah. been in, you, and when you're, when you played at Georgia, there were many games that either were going to make or break your guys' time, uh, you know, leading up to SEC championship games and all that kind of stuff. And we are going to be previewing, especially one game. Not, there's a lot of cupcake games this week. Right. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of teams playing FCS schools, like Georgia's playing Charleston Southern. I think there's, some- right now, I I think there's some teams playing like Tennessee state and, you know, pharmaceutical tech and all these other, you know, uh, little school, who knows what was going on over there, but uh, you know, Hey, they, they gotta, they gotta make their paper too. You know what I'm saying? They gotta get, they gotta get some, get some money coming in there to that program that funds like 50% of their budget half the time. So uh, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens in those games, giving those guys uh, an experience to play in a big college stadium. But, we, today, we are going to be previewing three games that are intriguing to us, which is uh, Arkansas uh, traveling to Alabama as a point, a 20.5, half 20.5 point underdog with a 58-point over-under, Auburn traveling to South Carolina as a 7.5-point favorite, 44 and a half over under they, They're predicting a rock fight in that one, TK. Uh, and then Florida minus their you know troubles against Samford, they're still an eight and a half point favorite against Missouri with a over-under of exactly 69. So Vegas with a little humor humor there, in my opinion. The over-under right at 69 there. So um, you know, TK, uh, before we get in individually all these games, do you have any just overarching, you know, thoughts of this week in uh, in in the SEC,
0: yeah, another another cra- another crazy week in the West. Um, you see, Arkansas p- dropped to twenty one, so that's cool. Um, I, I think that they they got a little battle on their hands, and I think bama has got a battle on their hands, as we'll talk about a little later. But um, the West the West has an- Mississippi State's got a game that that's big, so I think the West has a a, a fun week ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the West is always interesting. Uh SEC West, you know, you got Bo Nix uh now out for the year, TJ Finley taking over. Um, the reason that we're highlighting this Florida Missouri game is because if Florida were to lose this game, TK, they could be it could be curtains for Dan Mullen over there. All she wrote over there. So we're Dan Mullen's kind of in do or die it's, mode, I feel we, like.
0: <laughs> we keep saying that like every week. Like he keep he keep giving them opportunity. I think he wanna leave, bro. He keeps he keep giving them opportunities to be like, Yo, here's the door. It ain't he, may, it.
1: he may want to leave. And at this point, there may be a Vegas odd over there on it, uh, TK, where you could uh, go check it out. And if there is, you could probably find it on Bet Online because Bet Online is your place for all your basketball and football action this season. And they have a new. Website, guys, it's going to make it easier for you to find all of your pre- uh, props, your odds, your lines, everything that you could want. So head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe50. That's B L E A V five zero to receive your bonus. Like I said, basketball. Steph Curry. You probably get props on how many points Steph's going to drop every night. The man's playing some of the best basketball of his career. Football. Uh, last night, I believe there was some action going on. See, who knows? You can get all kinds of action over there on Bet Online. NHL, boxing, UFC, all the way to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way. To bet on all your favorite sports, bet online where the game starts. And TK, like I said, uh, there'll be a bunch of cupcake games early, so we're not going to hit those. You know, they, they like to put those at twelve o'clock. That kind of starts off the day. Uh, they're going to go ahead and get those out of the way early.
0: Yeah, don't, don't nobody really want to see that. You can't put that at prime time. Exactly. Nobody but really, don't, but wants to see a stomping.
1: No, no doubt, but speaking of prime time, the CBS 330 game, the game of the week, is Arkansas, the Razorbacks, 7-3. and three. They've risen up to number 21 in the college football rankings just two years after the uh, debacle that was the Chad Morris era there in Arkansas. Sam Pittman has this thing uh, rolling. Uh, Pitt boss is going to be taking <laughs> the, the Razorbacks into Tuscaloosa. To take on Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. They are a 20 and a half point underdog. Uh, the Razorbacks are to the tide with a over under of 58. And like I said, it's 330 on CBS, 330 Eastern. So, TK, when you see 20 and a half right off the bat, um, what are your thoughts on, the, you know, Georgia did beat Arkansas 37 nothing? Uh, the CFP has Georgia at one, Alabama at two. So, you know, if people are just looking at, they don't follow the games closely and they're just kind of looking at numbers that 20 and a half may make sense right off the bat, but what's, what are your thoughts
0: on it? It, 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 uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know how, how you feel about it, the 20 and a half, but it doesn't make sense to me because one, if you've been watching Alabama's defense isn't out of the, the Alabama defense of old. So I don't know if they will be able, they haven't been able to stop the run that great. And then you got, Arkansas coming into town with Sam Pittman, who who's gonna run the ball? Like he's gonna he's, he's gonna try to run the ball first. Um, so if they have success doing that, which they had they have with the with those with that stable in the backfield that they have, um, it could, it could it could be closer than twenty point five and and in and, and in favor of Arkansas, in my opinion. But but uh, yeah, man, KJ Jefferson, Traylon Burks, they got they got a lot of weapons out there for, you know, that Alabama defense to worry about. And as well as the running game, I just mentioned a, a cat, KJ Jefferson can tote the rock too. Yeah, and Again, I think we talked about it. We've alluded to it in the past. If you've got, if you're playing an Alabama team, success comes with quarterbacks that can move. Um, But we saw, we saw this year, Zach Calzada beat them. So, I mean, it's, I, Again, we've talked. We talked about this, and I love, I love, I love Sam Pittman. I love Arkansas. Um, I think the the key to this game for Arkansas is probably on the defensive end. It's probably going to be holding, um, Corral, Corral and Bryce Young, um, getting to him, and, and seeing if you can make him make mistakes. Um, yeah, which a lot of folks haven't been able to be been able to do. But uh, shoot, I mean a lot's a lot's on his shoulders dude a lot a lot's on his shoulders for sure
1: and he is the the uh you know favorite right now for the Heisman Trophy and we were talking before deservedly so not because mm-hmm. you know maybe he's had uh you know the greatest seat in terms of um you know in recent memory of quarterbacks out there that just jumps off the page but they've asked him to do so much, you know, and he's in Alabama. He's really carried Alabama at certain points because there's been certain points where Alabama's run game has been, you know, non-existent. And uh, I mean, six yards rushing against LSU, and Bryce Young still does his thing to, to get him, you know, twenty points, and the defense was just good enough uh, to take things. But I think what the concern for Alabama fans going into this one, right, is okay. How does the offensive line? you know, hold up uh, after they had, you know, last year they had Landon Dickerson. They had Alex Leatherwood over there. uh, And, you know, all these kind of high-profile guys. Of course, Evan Neal is still there, and he grades out well each week, you know, at left tackle. But those other four spots, TK, uh, struggling a little bit right now. And, And Alabama needs to, not just for this game, um, but for going forward, especially if they're going to face a Georgia in the NCC championship game, they're going to need balance, right? They're going to have to because you can't be one dimensional against that Georgia team or even a Ohio State or something like that for, for that matter. You have to have balance, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: We, we try to make you one dimensional
1: yeah no no doubt so and and Georgia will gladly allow somebody to do that. but with Alabama and Arkansas this week, you know bumper pool uh, you know Hayden Henry, all those linebackers there at at Arkansas they're going to be flying around they're going to be coming downhill so here's the here's the deal. you got Brian Robinson jr who has been you know toting the toting the rock, getting the bulk of the carries for Alabama, they only have him and Trey Sanders left. At at running back uh, because, you know, they're down uh, a couple of a couple of running backs here in terms of, you know, scholarship running backs. They've had to move over you know, move a, a a receiver over to running back. They've had to move a linebacker over to running back just to have, you know, backup options and, and things of that nature just in case. But, you know, they're going to have to load up Brian Robinson out here over the next two weeks against Arkansas and against Auburn. And again, just kind of forward thinking a little bit. I know this is the Arkansas and Alabama preview, but forward thinking to the SEC championship, you know, tired legs going into that one could be a, could be an issue, but, um, you know, I still expect Alabama to come in and, and hit some big plays over the top because, you know, look at this defense with Arkansas, the the three two six you know defense. We know that when you play that three man front, it is going to allow them to probably to run the ball a little bit better, even though Alabama's been struggling to do so. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to see, but you know, I think having guys like Jace McClellan out for the year and and Roy Dale Williams out for the year at running back is going to end up hurting. Uh, you know, of course, Kamar Wheaton's not been able to to play um, this year due to a, a meniscus injury that he had. So, you know, really three scholarship running backs that they were counting on coming this year, not there. So Alabama's going to have to find ways to be consistent in the run game uh, in order to definitely cover this spread. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either, man. And and you, you talking about this just brought something to my attention. We're talking about the run game bro they might blitz the hell out of him yeah when those other backs are in the game pass protection is is probably the hardest thing i think a back a running back does um they might heat heat him they might heat Bryce Young up when those when those young backs those inexperienced backs are in the game um just to disrupt the, the pass the uh, the passing game um so i mean that it's it it's interesting bro um a lot um you know, Brian Robinson coming down the stretch needs to be healthy, so you wonder how many snap, how many uh totes he's gonna get. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting, dude. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. That's probably why it's a 330 game of, of the week,
1: yeah. I mean, they've got a uh Alabama has and unto- you're talking about their offensive line play, they've got Chris Owens, a six year senior starting, but he's got a according to PFF, he's got a 45.9 pass block grade. Uh, he's allowed. You know, he's allowed 29 pressures this year um, on pass blocks. And then Javion Cohen and uh, Emil Ikior, they both have 14 apiece uh, you know, in terms of quarterback pressures allowed, so that's why Bryce Young has had to start incorporating a little bit more. He's sliding out of that pocket, TK, and he's starting to, you know, he wanted to, he didn't want to be known as a running quarterback, right? And I think, um, you know, when Tennessee was uh, all up on that tail of there in, in Tuscaloosa and they had the, the it looked like the the moment from the Titanic when uh, Rose and I don't remember what, uh, what my man, the guy that. Uh, jack and rose are nose to nose there before he you know slips off and uh dies in the water it looks like it looked like uh it looked like saban and and uh um bryce young were having that kind of moment they were like face to face i think Sabin was like listen son our offensive line's terrible okay you, <laughs> you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to run a little bit we're gonna have to get you to move so uh you know it was it was an interesting moment over there but um I don't know. I, I think uh, you're you're right with Arkansas having a lot of uh, uh, weapons and experience, and and you know now you know Arkansas has they're playing with house money, right? Nobody thought they were going to win seven games coming yeah. into this year, and, and you know as Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. So that could work two ways for Arkansas. They were riding high going into uh, Athens, you know, back when they were in the top ten, and they got punched in the mouth over there and, and didn't know how to handle it with that environment and things like that. Well, TK, I'm sure it's going to be a rocking environment when they go to Tuscaloosa on Saturday, but have oh. they learned from that previous experience, and will they be able to handle it better?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think they definitely learned. They've, they've shown that they've learned. Again, we talk about this is a team that, that's taken on the, the character of their coach. I, I think this team is poised and ready, and could potentially upset this Alabama team in Tuscaloosa, man. Well, uh, put God. it on, put it on tape, then, DK. What's the? What's I'm gonna the, put it on tape, my boy. What's the and score? I'm, and I'm uh, go what's ahead and, and give you the score prediction of Arkansas twenty-one, Bama seventeen.
1: Man, if 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 Alabama uh, gets held to seventeen points, I think literally half the half the state's head will pop off over there at Alabama. I mean, there will be a call for some some major stuff over there. I I think uh, I think with you know this being a, a game that you know Arkansas has uh, has you know had some issues in the past with an old Miss team. It's been able to to put up some points. I don't think the Alabama offense is explosive as Ole Miss, but I do think they scored a, a little bit a little bit more than that. Um, I'm going to take the the Crimson Tide still to win this game, just simply because I think Bryce Young's so nice with it right now, and he's able to to manufacture enough. Uh, you
0: just talked about three linemen having a 49. Uh,
1: yeah, listen, I know they they're struggling, but I think I think what is going to happen is you know, they're going to have some pressures allowed. And, you know, I think, like you said, I think Arkansas will heat him up. But I think that could work to their detriment just a little bit because I see Bryce Young uh, being able to replace it. And then here comes, here comes you know, a little quick slant for Mechie and he's gone to the house or or Jamison Williams. We've seen it too many times with Alabama, you know, to to think. So I'm going to say they end up getting it done, but I don't think they cover on this thing. I'm going to say, you know, Alabama – is in a ball game here in the first half, maybe into the third quarter, much like that Tennessee game. And then they end up, uh, end up winning. I'm going to give them, um, a victory here. I'm going to say Alabama wins 34 to 24 over, over Arkansas. I'm going to give a 10 point victory to the tie, but definitely not covering the, the 20 and a half. Um, and I'm going to be, uh, on the, Thirty-four, twenty-four. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be even right there with the, with the over/under. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a push on the over/under there. So, thirty-four, twenty-four. Uh, we, we're gonna split on that one.
0: Hey, how many points LSU let, let Bama score on them?
1: Only twenty, only twenty. So you you're kind of right.
0: LSU defense be? better than Arkansas defense?
1: No, I think Arkansas is uh, playing better as a team right now in terms oh, of. Yeah. The, so, so you could be listen. TK was right last week on uh, on Old Miss. He, he had the Lane train uh, taking on Texas A and M. So, hey, it's okay for us to differ on this show a little bit. He's going he's going on a low scoring game and taking the or taking the Razorbacks to upset and win outright. I'm taking Alabama to win, but the Razorbacks to cover. So that is a definitely an interesting one on 3:30 CBS then. TK, you know, next up will be starting at four o'clock is the, you know, I like to call these games kind of similar to the toilet bowl, right? These, uh, these, these games are both teams are five and five. You've got the Florida Gators who, if anybody said, you know, Hey, Florida's going to be five and five coming into this point in the year. I think people would have thought Dan Mullen would have long been gone already. Like, uh, you know, I, I just, with all the debacle they had last year of the team, quitting on him going into the bowl game basically and just not showing up. And then him, the, the, the time after time, TK, where he seems to put his foot in his mouth, uh, you know, in these press conferences and just say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Very interesting here, but you got the Florida Gators eight and a half point favorites at Missouri on the road in Columbia, There over under of 69 and it is on the SEC network at four o'clock. So, Ah, uh, TK, just first initial thoughts of the Gators traveling to the Tigers over there in Missouri.
0: Man, if they don't get this thing, we, we keep talking about it. But if they don't get this thing figured out and figured out fast, uh, yeah, uh, Dan Mullins out of there. But uh, you know, UF, it's it's funny, bro. You you said you said. You know, they quit on them. And that's kind of a common theme. It looks like that this team is kind of just rolling over and kind of waiting, waiting on next year, waiting on something else to happen. Um, so it's it's a little, I, again, I don't know what's going on down there in Florida, but those kids still do have something to play for on both sides of this thing Florida and Missouri, five and five. Um, I think one more game gets you bowl eligible.
1: Yeah, so, they, they're playing for a bowl game right now. Yeah, you know? so,
0: so, I mean, I, I mean, you, you, you come to school to play football and you come to school to play in game, big game. So bowl games are fun to be in. So I think that this game has some implications for, for the players um, and the staff. That well, it definitely
1: got some implications for that Florida staff, TK.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent for the staff, but like, just for the players from a standpoint of a player, you want to, you want to go to a bowl game. You want to obviously get the bowl gifts, get that experience, um, play another game bro so I think that this game is is bigger than that obviously we we are are saying it is uh for both schools but man I think Florida uh I don't I don't know if they can I don't know if they can handle Tyler Beatty and and that Tyler run,
1: Beatty bro. man is. I,
0: they, they haven't been able to stop the run fam like yeah, even just,
1: even Sanford put up uh, 114 now they did give up they give up 416 yards passing to Sanford so Connor Basilak's probably coming into this one licking his chops a little bit too against that Florida defense.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, all, everything's open. I mean, there's holes up front, there's holes in the secondary. So I mean, and again, and that and that's, that goes to I feel like that goes to to kind of rope laying down and just not not caring maybe i don't know man i don't know what's going on there but you definitely see that there's there's some things that's happening uh from a player and coach perspective that that needs to be ironed out
1: well there, there's there's a mentality right when you come into these teams and and that mentality as you know tk it starts from the head man and comes down yeah, it starts and, the top. yeah and uh you don't have to be a fire and brimstone you know just absolute get out because you played under Mark Rick and he was nowhere near the same kind of, uh, you know, personality. Super,
0: super reserved. Yeah, yeah,
1: mentality that Kirby Smart is. But I think Mark Rick still had a, a certain intensity about him and demanded that respect and people uh, people wanted to play for him because he was still able to to motivate. Dan Mullen has a problem motivating players right now. Uh, and I don't know if his wife's, you know, stopped kif- kissing people when they come off the bus. If that's the problem, I, I don't know what's going on here. But uh, you know, when it when you it comes down to it, you've got a team that is floundering right now. Even though the only player that that is out there, you know, just putting his guts on the line, it seems like is Emory Emory Jones. That man's out there doing everything he can do. He had 550 yards of offense. Um, in that game, set a Florida record against Sanford. So, uh, you know, he had to go out there and hang a seventy piece on those uh, boys, the little uh, Baptist school from Birmingham, last week, uh, in order for the Gators to get a win. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I think your your point was excellent there with Tyler Beatty. You know, having, uh, you know, he rushed for there, he rushed for over two hundred yards, I believe, against uh, South Carolina last week. They had two hundred fifty eight um as a team against south carolina and 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 tyler Beatty was a large part of that so i'm sure they're going to want to control the 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 clock up there keep that i mean you know we have to say this from a a strategy standpoint in this game the florida offense obviously is their strength here you know after putting up 70 last week but giving up 52 to uh, Sanford. so I think that uh, you know Missouri may want to be like, okay, we may have an opportunity to hit some big plays and score quick here, but they may want to uh, they may slow want to down. take the approach of slow it down a little bit and grind that grind that clock out because uh, you can see you know with Tyler Beatty he didn't he had 209 yards rushing last week against uh, South Carolina and let's be honest, TK. This is a, a Missouri team that just beat South Carolina 31-28. 30, and South Carolina the week before blew Florida's doors off. So uh, that eight-and-a-half-point line is a little much for me on the road for the Florida Gators with the lack of motivation they have. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw my score out here. I think Missouri definitely covers that spread, and I think they win this game. I That 69-point over-under, I think that gets blown past my man. Florida scored 70 themselves last week, so uh, I'm going to definitely take the over. I'm going to take Missouri to cover, and I'm going to take Missouri to win outright on the road. Uh, I'm going to say Missouri wins this game. Um, I'm going to say they put up a lot of points, too, with with Tyler Beatty in there, but I think they do slow down the pace enough where it won't be as big. I'm going to say Missouri wins this game 45-41 over Florida.
0: I like that. Um, I, I I like it a lot. I like Mizzou to win the game as well. Um, and this is why, man. Like you said, if they get up, if they get up on on Florida, two touchdowns, it's over. Yeah, it's over. They're gonna do exactly what you said. They're gonna slow the game down, put it in Beatty's hands, and and, and let him go to work, and hope them if he can if he can hold on to it, it's gonna be all all good. But. um I agree man i think I think uh Mazoo pulls away with this one. I think they're a little too much for Florida at home. uh it might be a tight one, but i'm thinking I'm taking mazoo thirty eight to thirty one
1: i mean you you just know those Florida players they're hearing the whispers, they know that uh the, you know all their coaches could be gone. You got guys contemplating getting into the portal and stuff like that. It would just be. Uh, I will greatly apologize if this Florida staff is able to pull those guys together and get some kind of rallying experience from all those guys. And look, that,
0: and look, I don't wish that on nobody. I hope they do. I hope they, I hope they have success. Uh,
1: but it know, doesn't look, look like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Down the street. I mean, I hope, I really hope they do. Uh,
1: you, your guy Christian Robinson over there, they're trying to hold on to a, a gig over there. So yeah, you know. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's people's real life. So I mean, I hope they, I hope they get it together. I hope they get it figured out. So, 100%.
1: yeah. So we're just saying that it, it seems to me like uh, this Florida team has given up, and that may be the worst thing ever. When you when you say that, in terms of uh, you know players maybe giving up on the coaches. So we'll see what kind of effort uh, come comes out of. This one on the behalf of the Florida Gators, but TK and I are both taking Missouri. Now, TK, we have uh, the nightcap game that we're going to be talking about. Auburn seven and a half point favorites on the road against the South Carolina Gamecocks, and for the first time, you know, in a long time, uh, doing it without Mr. Bo Nix, uh, Lamar Jackson Jr. Junior. You like to call him? He he went down with that uh, that broken ankle, and uh, is going to be done. His his time at Auburn's likely done. You probably have Bo you know, going to the uh, NFL NFL draft this uh, this upcoming spring. So um, now it's uh, T.J. Finley time there, and we've seen him, you know, uh, a little bit against LSU earlier this year, saw the heroics that he had against Georgia State. Um, he's definitely a guy who can still be mobile. He's a big quarterback uh, and has a really strong arm. It's just, you know, the the, the knock on T.J. Finley has been, okay, can he – you know, can he deliver the ball where he needs to deliver it, when he needs to deliver it, right? It's not the physical skills. It's just, you know, how to, how does he operate the offense and how accurate can he be? So uh, what are your thoughts with T.J. Finley taking over for Auburn heading into a, a South Carolina team that, you know, is kind of Jekyll and Hyde right now? They beat Florida two weeks ago, lose to Missouri last week. So what, what do you think uh, for this game? It's, a like I said, Auburn seven-and-a-half point favorites over under 45-and-a-half, seven o'clock on ESPN.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, man. the The thing is, like you said, you never know what you're gonna get from this South Carolina team. Although they they to me they they've definitely gotten better and better. Uh, I, I I think T.J. Finley is a cat that played in this league, played in hostile environments before, obviously. Um, and has had success in those hostile environments. Um, again, the knock on him is is um, decision making. Um, but you know, hopefully he he's when you sit over there, bro. When you sit on that sideline and you watch, a lot of times you 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 learn you learn from people's mistakes.
1: And he's hungry, uh, to he's yeah, hungry to play. He's hungry to play. He
0: wants to be. He wants to play. So this is an opportunity for him to to go out there and improve prove to not just himself to everybody that shit. I'm still the guy. I'm still I'm still that dude. So I look for him to do that. Um, and and guys were emerging last week for Bo Knicks. Um, Kobe Hudson. Uh, guys were guys were emerging out wide, and it's not like he didn't have pieces around him to help him make things easier. Uh, for him against this South Carolina team. Um, but that D front, those D ends on that South Carolina team are nice. They're- oh yeah,
1: South, South Carolina's got some uh, guys that are that are starting to, you know, that you you. We talked about Florida not have showing effort. Well, I think the effort is is consistently there with South Carolina. They those guys are playing for Shane Beamer. Um, yeah. It's just it's just the execution at this point in time, and you know South Carolina uh you know it's been interesting they they keep finding quarterbacks you know that they you know it's like they go to the grocery store and see a guy and say hey can you play quarterback this week and that you know he'll come over there cuz they're literally bringing gas over there they're bringing guys uh they're bringing guys that are you know from saint francis over there playing quarterback that uh, pulling them out for the first game so it's uh it's interesting to see this south carolina dynamic and i think you got to give a lot of credit um to shane beamer and his staff and, and kind of what they've done the first year here in south carolina because tk you know we talk about not all records not all teams and stuff are created equal i think you know when you talk about florida and missouri they're probably disappointed with their five and five records right now but if you told south carolina coming into game 11 they were going to have a chance to secure a a bowl game i think they would have been ecstatic coming into this year um,
0: <clears> 100 percent. <throat> A hundred percent. If you would have told Shane Beamer and staff that they look at this date, that they would have an opportunity to, to have a – to go to a bowl game, they probably would have took it. Uh, and TK – Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, we're taking that. And, and TK, you know, they're playing – Well enough right now, and people around the country are playing well. I think they're doing well enough right now that when the Virginia Tech job just came open, who where Frank Beamer, Shane's daddy was a legend at. He had to answer the question at the press conference: "Are you interested in the Virginia Tech job?" You know, so and he shut that down and said, "No, this is this is where I want my kids to graduate from high school. We love the the city of Columbia. We love the state of South Carolina. So uh, that's you know that's a flattering thing as a coach when you got people." Uh, you know, asking that question. Obviously, you you don't like answering the question, but at the same time, you do like answering the question because your agent probably gets on the phone and say, "Hey, did you hear that question? They just asked my man <laughs> in the press conference. Uh, we need to, we need to. You know, I may put a little feeler out there. We we need to bump up that pay a little bit. Yeah, either, bump
0: so. up that pay, and, it, and it, it, it it strokes that ego a little bit too. So,
1: absolutely, it's always good to be wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100. So. Uh, so I, you know we'll we'll see how I think the biggest thing here is Jason Brown right the the new you know quarterback that's now taken over uh, for South Carolina over these last two games he was you know great against Florida uh, and you know he's got to prevent from from turning the ball over uh, this week he turned the ball over against um, against Missouri through an interception there um, only been he's at fifty six point eight percent. Pass completion right now i think he's going to get you know be able to more accurately distribute the football
0: yeah my god bright he was kurt warner uh no, last
1: week no doubt he was pulling out you know from you know just crazy stuff uh, coming out of nowhere but i agree you know he's got to be able to distribute the football he's got weapons out there like josh van um who can make plays uh in this game of course auburn is you know good on the back end with Roger McCreary and Smoke Monday back there, so I think this, uh, this over under being 45 and a half. Uh, Vegas knows this is going to be a game that's that points are going to be tough to come by, TK. But with Auburn being a seven and a half point favorite, TJ Finley versus uh, versus that South Carolina defense, and Jason Brown versus Auburn's defense, uh, what's your score prediction? Who do you think wins, covers, all that good stuff?
0: Uh, Score prediction, I'm I'm, I'm taking Auburn uh, to get it done just because I think they're a little bit stronger. I think they've got a, a, a few more pieces. Um,
1: Tank, Bigsby, Jarquez, Hunter. Yeah,
0: yeah, Tank, Jarquez in the backfield. So they got pieces, and and, and players play the game. I know Shane Beamer. Um, I know that's a great story. I know it's, it's awesome what he's been able to do for that program in such a short time, but uh, when it comes down to it, players got to play and i think that uh auburn has more players than they have um, in the skill in the skill position um so i think they just get it done i think they get it done 24 17
1: 24 17 so you're taking them to cover and you're not taking the you're not taking the uh the the over right there so it's going to be under 24 17 tk takes auburn to cover and has the under I think uh, this is, it's going to be a similar thing, a hard-fought battle. I like South Carolina to cover, but I like Auburn to win. I just think this is going to be more of an ugly game. I think you'll probably see some some uh, inaccuracy from TJ Finley, maybe some struggles. Uh, they may turn the ball over once or twice. Like as you know, there's there's some there's some South Carolina guys on that defense now that when it comes to, uh, you know, Kingsley and Aubrey, um, Zach Pickens that can get after the quarterback. I think they'll get to T.J. Finley a couple of times um, and maybe even force a, a strip sack, something like that. So, look for South Carolina to have a short field every once in a while, help uh, Jason Brown out there. So, I'm going to take Auburn to win the game, but I think it's going to be a uh, like a low-scoring game, and I think South Carolina covers. I'm going to take Auburn to win this one uh i'm gonna take them all to win 27 21 um i i i I know you know that's low scoring in today's time so i am technically taking the the over uh but 27 27 21 there i'm gonna take auburn over south carolina and tk that's our uh That's our show for this week where we're uh, previewing some of these games. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens outside the SEC as well. You got Michigan State, Mel Tucker traveling uh, to Ohio State. So you got number seven, the Spartans, versus number four, Ohio State. So it'll be interesting. It's going to start – everything's going to kind of start shaking out with that national picture, and depending on what Alabama does, uh, it'll be real interesting heading into that SEC championship game in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah 100%. We got got a little bit of football left to play before we get here but uh again we almost there man it's an exciting time. Uh yeah, got 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 some things shaking that can, that could be shaking up towards the end of this uh this regular season so I'm so yeah man I'm I'm excited to get finish finish out the season.
1: No doubt, and this is like I said, this is the second to none podcast. You can follow us on Twitter using and do this, guys. uh, You know, because we we may send you some giveaways and all that kind of stuff. uh, But you know, leave us a five star review. Follow on Twitter using at sec two the number two underscore none on Twitter. This show is presented to you by Bet Online for Tavarius King. I am Blaine Gilmer, and we will catch you next time on the second to none podcast.
0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Met Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: Wanna make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags.